Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, and welcome to this week's exciting episode of the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I actually did an intro for the first time in forever in a day. We answered the question, am I old enough to watch this? Dun, dun, dun. Hi, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Jeff. How are you? Not bad. Not bad at all. It is It is uh, Monday, and uh, it's we're about to get the remnants of Hurricane Ida. That is uh, tormenting Louisiana yet again, uh, sadly. So hopefully everybody in Louisiana is being safe and hopefully everyone's uh, okay. And I know they lost power like last night, literally 16 years to the day from Katrina. I was like, I was like, bro, someone should have told I didn't, you know, but, you know, it's not good timing. It was like any day, any day, but yesterday. Right. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures and video, and then I got a friend who lives, actually moved to Mexico, so I was like, are, are y'all good? And um, yeah. so far, it stayed above them. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's horrible. But then somebody sent me a um, posting of um, Lil Boosie was having some kind of celebration or show, and he's actually saying, oh, the show's still going on. And I'm looking at these videos, I'm like, there's no way. I mean, the only one there, bro. Yeah, if <laughs> like, anybody comes, that's just that's that's on them because yeah. flooding, winds, no power, like. It's like, how are you gonna have a show? Is it an acapella right. show? <laughs> right. Talking about talking about some other artists are taking a plane there. I'm like, where are they gonna land? <laughs> yeah. Because they better have one of those ones with the boat things on them. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, all right. But um, yeah, it's sad. Uh, well, everybody, hang tight. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully the infrastructure improved in 16 years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because nothing but horror stories from from that from that little life lesson. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So yeah, we'll get we're hitting some of the rain today, and then I think the majority of it's going to hit tomorrow here. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have really much new. Uh, Grayson had her first soccer game. She did, apparently she did really well. I was at work, but, um, she's loving it and, uh, had a great time. So nothing, uh, York had his first test. He had a test on mimes for his drama class. Yeah. So I wouldn't say miming, but that sounds too much like mining it. I don't know, but he got a hundred. So yay. Good job, dude, on your first test. That's good. Uh, also, in the course, he has, in the past week, he has lost his laptop and then found it in the vehicle of the one of the people that carpools with us. Mm-hmm. And now he's currently in search of his yellow folder that has all his graded stuff. So, not at our house, not at his mom's, so probably at school would be my guess. More than likely, yeah. More than likely. So, God bless him. <laughs> Uh, so that's about it here. Uh, um, yeah. well, <clears throat> as far as my my daughter, so there's apparently a KFC nearby <laughs> that 
does hire 15 year olds so she says she's gonna apply see if she can get the job which would she'd only be able to work weekends because she signed up to join the science club at a school so that would be you know after school activities and then the weekend so she's like well if i get this job but i only see on the weekend how's it going to work out i'm like it's not going to work out you know you just you just have to work you'll be working your job and which is fine because i know you want to work so go ahead and do that and then maybe when the holidays come or through the week you'll be able to come and visit and then we'll just get you back home before the weekend and everything but um i told her just not, don't worry about it you know you want to work and if it doesn't yeah. work out just you know if you don't get this job then when you turn 16 you have more options yeah but um just apply because you won't know right and yeah. i mean nothing but understandable anyway so yeah it's you want to make your own money go ahead <laughs> that's that's you know, rare <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's rare <laughs> Yeah, we, we understand. At, at, at 15, I wasn't thinking about getting a job, so. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So, yeah, no, I'm glad. Good for her. So, yeah. taking that initiative and everything. Yes. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, this week's What If? What'd you think? <laughs> it was really, it was good. It seemed like every week it's like, Maybe this is how they should have started the season off. Well, no, this one, you know, because <laughs> I, I still I still like the episode two more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, this one was it was interesting. It was like a whodunit type episode, yeah. which I think they should have titled it. What if the Avengers never assembled? <laughs> right. Unassembled. You assembled. Disassembled. I think that was that was that was um, that's actually title of a comic. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. But uh, that would have been a good title. But um, like the whole time, I'm like, man, who did you know? Who's doing what? And right. I will say what the what is. But um, it wasn't until the end until I realized who it was because I'm like, because it can only be yeah, one person. Only, but, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was an interesting episode. Um, even though they had different voice actors for Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, but Black Widow. Yeah. And um, they did put in Mark Ruffalo. They brought they brought they put scenes in from the Incredible Hulk. They use Mark Ruffalo's yes. Hulk. So Isn't I was like, interesting? all right, it was cool. Cool <laughs> to see that recreated scene and man, <laughs> but yeah, it it was. Yeah, they're was not bringing dark. They're about to say, they're bringing Ed Norton back. <laughs> they're like, no. now we're good. No, I mean like <laughs> the Banner model is kind of a mix, maybe in yeah. a way. Yeah. But but um, but yeah, it's probably one of the darker. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be the darkest we'll see, but yeah, exactly. this was pretty dark. This was pretty dark. I don't know. Zombies might be. Who knows? Yeah, I think they already have some of their zombies. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point there. Yeah, but it, was, it was interesting. I no, I, I enjoyed it too. I was like, this is. I, I was like, I, I'd watch a whole series about something like like a longer story arc on this. Yeah. Instead of just a one-off, I'd rather watch. That'd be a whole season. Like. Yeah. Do like eight episodes on that alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it little yeah. thirty minute little you know who done it espionage type thing. Mm-hmm. Would have been awesome. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I don't think I watched anything else this week. Um, I did watch the latest Walking Dead episode, which so far these first two episodes pretty decent. You got a lot of tension between Maggie and Negan, and just overall, I feel like it's just more intense. <laughs> Maybe yeah. maybe slightly better writing, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, it's starting off pretty pretty decent. And I think it's supposed okay. to be twenty four episodes for this final oh, wow. season, which is usually sixteen. Yeah, it gets twenty four listed. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm twenty. <laughs> <laughs> the other, uh, <laughs> it's only going to be sixteen episodes. The rest are just like uh, credits, deleted scenes <laughs> from. That's what it seemed like last season was. They added six ex- six extra episodes, or yeah. And um, I was watching. I'm like, half of these episodes cool, but the other three you could could have just left off. But um, even if you didn't watch those six bonus ones, mm-hmm. starting off with episode one, it kind of gives you a retrack of Re- everything oh, okay. that happened. So yeah, you know, it's not necessary to watch those. Right. Yeah. I did forget. I did watch Titans. Um, kind of gives more of a back. Not really a backstory, but it kind of fills in some holes for Jason Todd um, mm-hmm. and Red Hood and how he actually, how he was able to become Red Hood, how he was able to come back from the dead, all that stuff. So it's not quite a filler episode, but it some stuff happens, but not really yeah. a whole lot. It's I mean, still good. It, it was still interesting. I found it entertaining to watch. Um, I guess that's about it. All right, my friend. Let's go say his name just once. Yeah, just <laughs> once. Just once. <laughs> we, for our future presentation, we have the new release, which I was up until this weekend still on the fence if I was going to watch or not. And uh, I ended up going. We watched Candyman. The, fr- the new one. Yeah. Guess sequel or updated version? I don't know. I I would say it's a sequel. I'm going to put it in the sequel realm because, yeah, because of some things you find out later in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's a sequel. Um, not for kids. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) definitely a rated R movie. (laughs) Coming in at a one hour and thirty one minutes. Perfect amount of time. Didn't need yes. to be any longer. Mm-mm. Perfect. It was released Friday, August 27th. It is, It even in the description, it says a sequel to the horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Starring Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Anthony McCoy, Tayana Paris as Brianna Cartwright, Nathan Stewart Jarrett as Troy Cartwright, Coleman Domingo as William Burke, uh, Kyle Kaminsky as Grady Greenberg, Vanessa Williams as Anne-Marie McCoy. Um, And then, you know, it was already revealed, but the end of the movie, um, Tony Todd as Candyman, but it didn't say how. So, yeah, absolutely. It was directed by Nia DaCosta, written by Nia DaCosta, Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosenfeld. Even with three screenwriters, I thought this was very well written and actually done very well. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. All too well. You know, like, I, I, like, I enjoyed so much of it, but a lot of it more is like I texted you after I watched it. I was more impressed by how well it was done technically mm-hmm. from the way it was shot, 
um, to the lighting, the way they their utilization of colors and shadows, and uh, yeah. So I guess before we get into all that, basically, uh, Anthony McCoy is an is a artist. Uh, mm-hmm. His girlfriend, Brianna Cartwright, is a curator at a art gallery. And then her, basically, her, her brother and his uh, partner come over for dinner one night. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about, I guess, gentrification and stuff like that. And then they talk about, you know, start talking about breeding green. And then, uh, and how, you know, it used to be before, basically, the before uh, the white folk came in and gentrified it, as Troy put it, more or less, yeah. um, and made it more affordable for you know to make it more for the uppity, you know, upper class to come in and take over with these new high-rise condos and whatnot. Yeah, and push everybody out. So, which then uh, got Troy started on a horror story about Candyman. Which then, after hearing about said story, you know, Anthony decides he's going to look at, you know, look more into it because it yeah. sounded fascinating. And then he ends up uh, becoming inspired by the story, by the origins, and then starts painting after he, you know, I, well, I mean, I guess he actually goes, then the next day goes and visits the old projects in Cabrini Green uh, that haven't been torn down yet. And uh, takes pictures, uh, meets uh, William Burke, who used to live there growing up, and listens to his story, and then ends up getting inspired and in making these paintings. <coughs> it then, of course, does what every person should not do <laughs> yeah. when there's your <laughs> story that's lasted 30 years. Maybe don't Maybe don't do the thing <laughs> that right. has gotten people killed. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But, you know. You can't tell these millennials anything. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, once, once it gets in the news and becomes popularized, like, ooh, we got to do this. This is a challenge now. <laughs> yeah, I don't like believe it. It's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Everything's a challenge. Everything's skeptical. It's got to be. Oh, this just made up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but if it is. Why would you want to f- test take it just in case? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I risk it. <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, you say, say his name <laughs> uh, five times and then it's supposed to appear. But I'm like, what do you think he's going to do when he appears? Yeah. I always miss that gonna, last part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you know that, you know, if you say his name five times, he appears. Okay. Well, what's the rest of that story? Oh yeah, he kills people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't appear and bake your cookies. Yeah, he doesn't say hello or take selfies. Right. And... right. It's not. Sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, so <laughs> these idiots. These fools. I like y'all getting what you. I mean, y'all deserve what y'all get because you're this yeah. stupid. I can't. <laughs> and I'm. You know, I'm watching this, and you know, as these people are getting throughout this movie are getting uh getting murdered i'm like the, i'm sitting here going 
What if you only what if you set it like six or seven? Does it is five like a solid number? Is that like I was like, oh like, damn, it's like you six. keep going. It's like yeah, confused. I'm like, oh man, it says six times. I I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, well, like what if some DJ plays a remix? <laughs> like, do you? I mean, is that still like has? I'm I needed more clarity on <laughs> on how those rules work. Yeah, but like, because I know they kind of fudged one of them there towards the end. Because one person said it four times, and then the other guy, then the other person said it once, it. And, that, and that made it five. I'm like, so that's, I think that's when I started uh, questioning. I'm like, wait a minute. So does it have to just be five, you know, within a short amount of time? Like, I, I, was, getting, I was getting too hung up on something that really does not matter. It kind of seemed like if you're, in, if you're in, looking in the mirror, yeah. whoever says it that many times everybody that's in the vicinity of that of the mirror <laughs> is gone yeah because almost yeah almost yeah but um because there is one scene where that that is disproven true one person got smart and said you know what i'm out <laughs> i'm also bye. well also and then another person had headphones on so yeah but yeah. yeah but yet they were able to see there's some things see? you think if yeah. you think about it there's some there there's are some, some plot holes but yeah yeah um but most part, the plot armor was pretty strong on this one. <laughs> but um, one thing that that I noticed, he was nursing a bee sting that just got worse and worse. I'm like, are you gonna go to the doctor get that checked out? And even though he does eventually go, I'm like, dude, your whole arm is just right. Okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> some people didn't sign up for universal health care, okay? They didn't sign up for Obamacare, all right? So they. <laughs> so, so they ain't got any insurance. He needs a painter, so you know he doesn't have any insurance. True, he's not working. He's trying to yeah. find work. I'm trying to get. I got yeah. his, he's got. He's inspired now. Yeah, which turns to obsession. But yes, I again, I'm like you. I'm like as soon as I would have gotten stung, I wouldn't have gone ow. I'm like, what the hell was that? And then I would start like leaving to go try and get some sort of treatment. Because yeah. if it's because you know if it's a bee sting, it's not going to just sting for a few. It's not like you just got shocked. Yeah. Like you licked a battery and then, you know, after you get a short yeah. little shock, you're done. Yeah. No, that thing's going to sting like holy hell for a while. Yeah. So I was looking like, man, maybe he's got a, maybe he's allergic and didn't know it. Now this is, hey, get this checked out. Yes. But, oh, he's just, just like, whatever. I was like, oh, my hands became, well, that sucks. At it and like. Yeah, something wrong with him. It's part of the process. It's part <laughs> yeah. of the process. Yeah. <laughs> can't get, I can't get into the into the mind of an artist. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was thinking that though. Yeah. But I was like, damn. Uh, and I did. I go. And I did too. I go. Oh yeah, he ain't got any insurance. He's a he's an artist. He ain't got any insurance. That's why he got to the doctor yet. <laughs> Broke. He's tired of depending on his girl. <laughs> I bet she could have added them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, we, we learn we learn a little more of the legend of, of the seaman. Yes. Um and you know, it does tie into the first movie well. Yes it does. And um because I went back and rewatched and there's some things I didn't figure out, but then they hit me like, Oh, all right, makes sense. Everything everything just flows well. Yeah. You know? 
despite the little holes here and there. But yeah, yeah overall, was, overall, it's, it's good. It was more suspense than the horror. It was, yeah. yeah. Which, when you sent me that text, I go, oh, yeah, I'm definitely seeing it tonight then. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. going. And because I like those kind of movies. I, I mean, a little, I mean, a little stupid, you know, vi- you know, stupid killing is fine. That's yeah. to be expected in these kind of movies. But it's just stupid slasher and has it's no. It's not too it, over it's, the top with it. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. if it's. Yeah. I'm not really into those. Um, but I love a good suspenseful one that yeah. really has a build and tells a visual story as opposed to just, you know, the other. So, so one thing I noticed too, cause I, I'm still reading my, uh, still reading my book, uh, by Ken Coapas. Uh, but what I want to do is direct. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about different, uh, techniques and ways to help tell a story. And one of the things he talks about is lighting, you know, uh, in, Telling, being able to tell a narrative story without dialogue. Like, how can you tell, you know, great directors can tell a story without any dialogue at all, you know, by just showing you what's going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and suggested, you know, what, try watching me without sound on and just seeing if you're still able to follow what's going on without, you know, any dialogue. And so uh, between doing that and then, also, you know, by using, you could tell between, uh, kind of like how, uh, in Tenet, they used the red to signify one thing, blue to signify another, and there was a common theme throughout the film using color. And then, of course, lighting is always a good way to kind of know if something's bright. Obviously, there's like hope or, you know, you know, goodness, but when it's yeah. dark, you know, it's, Obviously, it's something eerie or something uh, evil going on. So, um, anyways, so I paid attention to that while watching this movie because it was kind of it kind of popped in my head different uses of color and and lot and lighting and techniques like that. Not, and, I, and I, I was really appreciative of how they did all of that to help uh, tell the story and move the narrative forward. Yeah. And. I thought what one of my favorite things is that you never really actually, other than flashbacks, you really don't actually see Candyman unless you're looking, unless it's being shown in a mirror or glass. I thought the use of glass as a reflection, because technically it's a mirror, because you can still see yourself in it. Right. I thought that was a brilliant use. Um, to help, you know, like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to have mirrors in every, you know, not every place is going to have mirrors, but they'll have windows and windows are perfect reflection. And yeah, so I thought the way they were able to be creative with that and then, you know, they'll show it'll show the character looking towards the glass or the mirror and it shows the reflection. You get most of the time, all you can see is this jacket yeah, is, is this overcoat. Because it's the dark, you know, it's the most prominent thing. And so Halftime can't see the, can't see Candyman, but you can see the coat. And so you know he's there. Yeah. And so, and it's, you see him mostly in the reflection in the glass. That's what you see. Uh, mirror as well. And I thought that was really cool how they did that and how they were able to 
then cut away from that and still see a person getting lifted up or, you know, or dragged or something like that. But there's no one there. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was really cool. I was like, that's a great. Like he's the invisible man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a very, it's a very uh, interesting uh, choice as far as how to present the character. Basically, yeah. like he is a ghost. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I have nothing but good things to say about this movie. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and the acting was good. The s- story was great. They were, able, you know, other than a couple of stupid things we're pointing out, but <laughs> it's just because we're, that's because it's so good. That's because everything else is so well done. When you see those silly things like that, that stick out, you're like, that's what we're talking about, though. We're talking yeah. about ridiculousness of something that doesn't really matter. Right. But now this movie was excellent. And yeah, if you if you're like me and don't like a bunch of blood, but the blood you see is so like it looked like freaking cherry syrup. Like it. I mean, there was not they didn't spend yeah. a whole lot of money on fake blood. They just bought a cake, you know, went to Costco and bought some cherry syrup and call it a day, you know. Yeah. So it's very <laughs> obvious that it's just I mean, it's hella fake, but um you know, I really enjoyed it, and I I would recommend others that are a little that aren't really into slasher kind of things give this movie a chance. I think you'll like it. So yeah, and that's um, part there was nothing with the eyes. So yeah, I was I was very I, I, I was watching for that. Cause I'm like, well, yeah. if, if anything does, I have to let you know. So you just yeah, know. you better. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing I like, you know, they could have like far as flashbacks, they could have used like scenes from the first movie, but instead they used the puppet. Puppet, yes, like shadow puppet, yes, like they shadow used for puppet. the trailer, and yes. um, it was a good visual representation of what they were, you know, the story they were telling. Yeah. You see it illustrated with the shadow puppets, and I was like, all right, this was so. Cre- it's a very yeah. creative way to do it, and it's still tied into the flashback too mm-hmm. of uh of young William uh, Burke yeah. and how yeah. he used shadow puppets to tell the story now. And then the entire credit sequence on the left side of the screen is just a shadow puppet story. Again, telling the story without any dialogue. I guess. Yeah. And they use the same piano music from the first Candyman. So, yeah, it was enjoyable. Like, it's definitely like even, you know, you want to look, you know, the credits like normally you, like for that. I wasn't expecting like a, anything at the end, but just right. because of having the shadow puppet sequence. Which was one of the trailers they used to advertise the movie, even though it got pushed yep. for another year. Yeah. But it was good to watch that again. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I stayed for the entire thing just in case. And yeah. and then I saw the it's like copyright 2020. I'm like, damn, this came out. Oh yeah, I forgot it got pushed back. I'm like, yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, it would have a 2020 <laughs> date, wouldn't it? Yeah. But no, I was very impressed. I, I came home like we're just like how'd you like to? I was like, dude, it was actually pretty good. Like I was so impressed. Yeah. <clears throat> All I remember so 1996, I think my entire family took a road trip to Chicago. It's when we went to Missouri, it was like six hours, six hour drive, I think. No, mm-hmm. longer than that, like six or eight hour drive. And so we stayed up there and um. My mom, brother, and I went and I think we went and ate dinner somewhere. And my grandparents just drove around. My grandfather took a wrong exit. <laughs> and 
uh, drove into Cabrini Green, and my grandmother goes, "Now, oh great, Jack, now you've done it." <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, God, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, um, because uh, all they've heard are just you know horror stories. I don't think they've seen Candyman, but yeah, you know, just the unfortunate uh, violence that has actually uh, that actually played that area for a while. Um, just got its bad name and then I guess stuck, you know, for a while until they gentrified it. But I'll, I won't forget that. Oh, Jack, now you've done it. Smacked him on the shoulder. Like, like he did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, bless their hearts. You play too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. But no, I really, yeah. Pleasantly surprised. Um, but yeah, Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele did produce it and, and uh co-wrote so yeah no it's uh near the costa i saw the so it did it uh took the number one spot for the weekend and nia da costa is now the first black female director to uh to have a number one hit or number to have a number one movie at the box office so that's a big deal big deal and congrats to her on that and so. um the movie had a $25 million budget. Mm-hmm. They were expecting it to bring in $15 million, but Worldwide Gross had brought in 27.6. Yep. So it's doing well. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, she directed that Little Woods that you watched on uh, Hulu. Yeah, it's Hulu. And, um, another one, Fast Colors, I think. There's a couple of them that she's directed that I watched. Okay. So yeah. I, was really, I was really ready to see this. Yeah, um, she is going to be directing because you know every good director gets a gets a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. She's going to be directing the Marvels with um, I think that's the one with Brie Larson. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, Tayana Paris because she plays uh, she plays Monica Rambeau in Captain Marvel. Okay, so I was wrong. She did not direct Fast Color. My bad. It was Little Wood. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, she's going to direct the the Captain Marvel sequel, and um, that's going to be the one with. So after they introduce Miss um, Marvel, mm-hmm. which Disney Plus, I think, yeah, that's going to weigh into this movie with Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. So uh, Kamala Khan and and uh, Carol Danvers teaming up. Shoot, it says. It's supposed to come out next year, November 11, 2022. All right, then. <laughs> Forward to it, too. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, so definitely recommend Candyman. And um, that's going to be the last time I say that name. Cause I don't have I don't any mirrors here, or well, I do have the reflection off the laptop. Yeah, I don't know what number we're at, so. <laughs> yeah, we're, we best stop while we were ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so real quick, I'm gonna put my two cents in on a couple of movies, since we're on this theme of um, me asking, "Am I old enough to watch this?" <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I made it through Candyman, and then I went ahead uh, earlier in the week and went to Redbox and rented Spiral: Colon from the Book of Saw. Now. I had asked you questions about this, and even after you talked about it uh, originally, 
I still was curious because I wanted to, I don't know. I was still hesitant watching it because <laughs> it's a solid movie and I don't watch that. That's definitely the kind of movies I don't watch. Yeah. So, but I went ahead and did it anyways. I went to Redbox, I ran it spiral. I said, all right, let's, and I even sent you the picture of uh, of the DVD and said, we're about to find out if I'm old enough to watch this. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so Spiral, it's, you know, it's as you discussed prior, uh, Criminal Mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saul. I have never seen any of the Saul movies. I have no intention to ever watch any of them of the 20 movies they've got out now or however many. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, the, it's it's got the perfect length at an hour and 33 minutes because I really didn't need more than that. Um, but yeah, Chris Rock, Samuel um, playing Zeke Banks, Samuel Jackson playing instead Marcus Banks. Max Mignola as uh, Detective William Schnecht and a bunch of other people. See, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, that's right. He's in uh, *Handmaid's Tale*. Uh, Max Mignola and Ides of March. Anyways, Mindy Project, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> I <clears throat> I wasn't sure. I was like, all right. Well, I don't really like how this is starting out <laughs> with the subway and the guy and the tongue. I'm like, yeah. Um, luckily. <clears throat> because it was a rental, I was able to, you know, if I didn't want to look at it, I just looked away and looked at my phone for a minute. Yeah. And that ended up happening several times because, again, I'm not into that sort of stuff. You know, and I can hear it, and then when it's over, I can turn back and look over. Um, But it is, it's a, so I, I felt that Spiral is just a more gruesome version of Seven. Um, between... You just have a serial killer that's going around and committing all the... I mean, they're not based on the seven daily sins, but it has its own, you know, has its own method and reason why. Yeah. Basically, corrupt cops and, you know, things happening to corrupt cops, more or less, and then framing somebody for it. Yeah. But I liked how they did it. I liked their, the way they shot it and... uh its use of color also. And I thought it was interesting because it was a lot of the, there's a lot of blues in it, like a lot of blue uh, tones and hues in it. And especially for uh, whenever they flash back to how the person was tortured, I guess. Mm -hmm. And which I thought was interesting because blue is usually a cool color and, and a little more, peaceful whereas red kind of singles more danger and hot and so they kind of played off of that in kind of a reverse kind of fashion so i thought that was interesting um but i'm also because i'm reading all this stuff now i'm looking at things a little bit differently and trying to analyze it more yeah and some things are just what they are they were just it looked cool and that's all it is <laughs> so yeah. um but I, I thought it was an interesting twist on that because it's very deceiving i guess yeah, the torture stuff I I didn't care for. Obviously, uh, could have done without. I would have I would have easily found it more rewatchable for me if it didn't have that stuff in there. Like I'd watch this again just to put together how things worked out. Um, but it was good. I mean, I I still enjoyed it. Like I 
still found myself enjoying the movie. Yeah. Um, in that I thought it was really well done. I probably like if they made a sequel of this one, I probably would watch it. But I'm not going to go watch the Saw movies, though. <laughs> I like this yeah. one because it has a mystery to it, and you know it's more more of a uh, whodunit, you know, and trying to find who the killer is yeah. than just people being kidnapped to try and figure out their way out of. Oh, if you watch any of them, mm-hmm. at least the first one. Okay. At least, at least if if I mean that's like the rest of them just seems to be more like torture porn type yeah. stuff. Yeah. The first one was more like this where it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if you watch any of them, the first okay. one, and then just don't worry about the rest. Gotcha. <laughs> they get really ridiculous after a while. <laughs> kind of like the Final Destination movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I surprisingly <laughs> found myself enjoying this movie. And uh, I was like, all right, I survived. <laughs> but I definitely looked away several times. So I'm like, these are definitely red box movies for me or yeah. streaming. It's not one. I'm going to go to the theaters to go watch by any means. A little bit harder to look away. Um, I think spiral was the first movie I've watched in the theater. Once everything opened oh, back really? up to, yeah. yep. Huh. And then lastly, uh, real quick, I also watched cause it's on HBO max. Uh, I watched freaky, which I'm really sad that I waited so long to watch it. And you, of course, talked about this one as well. And we both know how much I love the Happy Death Day movies. The yeah. fact that I didn't watch this right away is on me. Um, <laughs> because this is very much like those like those two movies. And uh, it's basically, yeah, it's Freaky Friday, but except you're, instead of switching bodies with your parents, you're switching bodies with a serial killer. So right. that's a list yes and uh yeah so basically swapping bodies with a drained sewer killer young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent uh starring katherine newton as millie uh, vince vaughn as the butcher and then a cast of other characters which this is just enjoyable like i told my i told ruth i go I go, Ruth, you would like this. I like you and I need to watch this. You would like this one. It's got Vince Vaughn and she loves Vince Vaughn. Yeah. So as I, it's got Vince Vaughn. It's a body swapping, body swapping horror movie. I said, it's like right up your alley. It's got teens. <laughs> it's got teens, teens in distress, teens being catty towards each other. And then, oh yeah, they bought, you know, one of the teens body swaps and is now Vince Vaughn. So Vince Vaughn acting like a teen trying to kill a serial killer that's now in his, her body is her, her, his anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you'll like it. Trust me. I like, I really enjoyed it and would watch it again easily. Um, I think I still remember that one scene in the car that was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. You may know what yes. I'm, I was like, I was yes, like, yes, I don't know if I would have went there with that, but yeah, <laughs> everything else was cool. That, that's, <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Uh, Yep, that too. And then I think really the worst part of the whole movie is actually the uh, in the shop, in the uh, shop class. Mm. Yeah, uh, but it's also it's like the worst part, but it's also like the most ridiculous, over the top kind of stupid. Yeah. And that's so I was like, I was just like, I'm trying not to laugh at it. 
I'm like, this is just so like hammy the way they did it, you know, the way it was done. And I know it was done intentionally too, because just to show how more or less I saw it as like a commentary on horror movies on how stupid the deaths can be Mm -hmm. and how over the top they make them. So they're kind of satirizing it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, no, I appreciated that. So uh, freaky also rated our hour 42 minutes long. Um, I, uh, but I really, I, I'll, I'll rewatch this one for sure. I actually like that one a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, they, so far the comedy horror genre of these type of films, it's hit my sweet spot. Cause that's, that's what I like. So, yeah. that. and, uh, so yeah, those are my two, my two, 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 two cents. Oh, yeah. Your four cents. No, from two, <laughs> my two, two cents. No frills. <laughs> Uh, all right, all man. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about my um my hoodwink moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I checked out Annette on Prime Video. I watched the trailer. And I was like, you know, I was I was planning on watching it last week, but I held it off for this week. So I finally watched it, I think Thursday or Friday. And it starts off with a like a studio session. I'm like, okay, cool, you know, because uh, Adam Driver's playing. His who's in this is comedian. His wife's an opera singer. So I'm like, I feel there's gonna be some singing. But they start off in the studio, and there's one person that's lead singing, and he has his background singer. Maybe about a couple seconds in, they get up, put the scarves on, walking out of the studio singing. So I'm thinking maybe the people behind the board, like, hey, where are you going? We're still recording. But no, they continue singing. And I'm just sitting there like, what's going on? <laughs> like, my literal reaction, like, what's, wait, wait. <laughs> they're singing. Other people join them. They're singing. A pause. I go to IMDb and I looked at the description. It, musicals there. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I, I was just like, WTF. I'm like, <laughs> The whole opening sequence. <laughs> and I'm just like... All right, um, I'm here, so I'm going to push through. <laughs> I push through. So Push through Spiral. <laughs> I can push through a musical. <laughs> um, so Annette released August 20th, 2021. Again, it's on Prime Video. It does have a runtime of two hours and 21 minutes. Jesus. So it's it, it was, yeah. <laughs> that's a um, lifetime compared to the three I watched. <laughs> Hell, that's almost... As long as the three are watched together. <laughs> yeah. Um, directed by uh, Leos Corax. It's about a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife. They have a two-year-old with a surprising gift. That's very vague. <laughs> very vague. It's to put it mildly. Yeah. Uh, Adam Driver, he plays Henry McHenry, stand-up comedian. Well, of course. <laughs> the name like that. <laughs> um Marion Cotillard plays Anne Dev I guess Dev Devranox or Devreno. Devreno. Yeah. It's French. Uh, Simon Helberg as the accompanist. You have Devin McDowell as Annette. And I guess this is Angele <laughs> as one of the six accuser chorus members. So first off, as I've already mentioned, it's a musical. 
<laughs> so if musicals aren't your thing, be forewarned. <laughs> you have been forewarned because <laughs> they I've didn't forewarn you. I went back and watched the trailer. It's like maybe a snippet that may have hinted at it being a musical, but it just it didn't mm. hit. But um, let's see. Henry and Anne are both popular in their respective professions. Stand-up comedian, opera singer, and they eventually get married and have a kid. So Adam Driver's character is more like a, I guess, improv comedian. He's just walking on stage in a bathrobe and and of course, it's mixing in him singing, he has background singers and everything, just kind of real, I guess, maybe kind of like George Carlin, but not as blunt. Gotcha. <laughs> I guess that's kind of his style. And then, and his wife is an opera singer who every performance, her character dies. That's, I guess that's opera. <laughs> so it's Inception all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so we see their life as they're dating and they may even make the news real, like kind of like entertainment tonight where this just in, uh, Henry and Anne are getting married, the Hollywood couple, blah, 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 blah. Then have Annette. Things kind of get weird when it comes to Annette. Think of Pinocchio with the creepy face of Annabelle. So Annabelle. Oh. <laughs> so, so Annabelle. So I mean, it, like I thought it was like a literal child, but it's like a puppet. <laughs> that's what they, oh. that's what they look like. That's that's what it that's what Annette looks like. Okay. That's that's what she looks like. So I don't know if it's just some kind of artist type thing, but it threw me off. It threw me off. But um, basically their their marriage after Annette's born just changes completely. Um. The love's not there, and we just go through all those phases. Like for anybody that's wanting to watch it, I don't want to give too much away, but it just just gets weird with the with the weird looking Annette, <laughs> who has a special gift. Which you know, when I was thinking like, okay, he's a comedian, she's an opera singer, maybe she's like a comedic singer or something like that, but no. Oh, like a Bo Berman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this just this just wasn't for me. I mean, there's some moments that I thought were entertaining, but. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just for me, I just wasn't my thing. It, being a musical, I already it was it was a it was a losing battle from that point. <laughs> yeah. But I pushed through. I didn't did. watch it. Look at so, you. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of both of us this week. <laughs> I'm proud of both of us this week. We overcame our challenges. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I can watch some musicals. Like I watched yeah. The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I thought that was pretty decent. And then, of course, animated musicals are fine because it's animated, yeah. but it's just like even watch the heights. I just still don't yep. get the whole synchronized dancing, singing, but <laughs> that's the whole point. Um, yeah. Just taking a Broadway play, making it live music. I get it. It's just yeah. not my it's not my it's not my sweet right. spot. Of movies, right. But I can watch them. I just don't like them. Gotcha. Too much. Uh, that's why I said you you may enjoy it. You might. I have a feeling I probably won't, but that's okay. I I may uh if I, there's absolutely nothing else, I may try it. We'll see. I'm not going to be in a rush. Let's put it that way. Yeah, not in a rush. I'm, I mean, I, did, I thought the singing was done well. I mean, yeah. singing was done well. Mm-hmm. I give it that. Um, in the opera portions, I like like I like listening to opera. I can listen to opera, so I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind those moments in the movie. 
But um, yeah, it's just not so much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know toward the end I kind of zoned out, so I don't remember. I think there was an actual Annette, like a human Annette version that popped up at the end. I think so. I don't know what the whole point of the doll was. <laughs> she I don't know. She could be, she, well, she was trying to prove she could be a real life girl. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it was like they were both in the same scene. They had the had a doll, then it was an actual real person. And the little girl, she was singing. She sounded okay, but it's just. Mm, mm, mm. So <laughs> speaking of dolls, okay. So I had this this slight segue. Yeah. Uh, was well, not a segue, uh, slight deviation. Uh, so you know we're gonna sell the house and everything. We're moving, whatever. Um, I had I had this hilarious thought that I was you know once we get everything out, I was going to uh, <laughs> take one of Grayson's creepy dolls and then just hide it somewhere in the house <laughs> for the new homeowners to find. Lord, just, you know, just maybe open the cabinet and there's just this creepy doll staring at him. Or I don't know, put it in the shed with, put it in the shed and have it face in the corner, like a Blair Witch type of type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's still my favorite. Um, or put it in the attic uh, with like a table and chair and just have it facing the door. So as soon as you open the attic door, it's just sitting there. Looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going into this attic. Nope. Why not? Uh, just, nah, just take take my word. Go ahead. And we now know why they sold the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just thought I, had, I ended up going ahead and packing it. But yeah, Grayson thought that was whole thought that was a great idea too. Ruth was she just shook her head. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten I've told several people and they were kind of on board with it. So I'm like screw you, we're done with the place. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it as you will. Yep. Don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> or get it wet. <laughs> or get it wet. Caution it never sleeps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy. All right. Um so this week's uh family movie night pick. We didn't have family movie night per se because packing <laughs> and uh and all that. So we didn't really have we didn't watch anything. Um, however, uh, Grayson yesterday, Sunday morning watched, had uh, a movie on she'd already seen before, but I, I guess just never been around while she's watching it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up kind of watching this with her called on Netflix called Bigfoot Family, uh, was released last year, 2020. Um, it's an hour and 29 minutes long. It's technically rated TV Y7. So there you go. Perfect uh, for Grayson's age range. So younger kids will enjoy this. Parents probably will be like, why are they trying to push all this into a young kids program? But okay. Apparently this is a follow-up to Son of Bigfoot, which I did not know was a thing. (laughs) So the father uses his new fame to fight against an Alaska oil company. But when he disappears, the son, the mother, a raccoon and a bear head north to rescue him. The Bigfoot family can talk to animals and they talk back, you know. 
Um, apparently they've got powers and stuff. Like they could run super fast, but they did as much as they could to make Bigfoot seem like if you were to look at the picture, he looks like like his face looks very human like, like he just kind of shaved a beard, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like underneath his lip it's like bare and like above his eyebrows are just skin um and his hair is done like mine (laughs) more or less like we had the same hairstyle um it's really weird because his arms are so like his shoulders are so broad and his arms are so like long and big it's very disproportionate from the rest of its body so it's kind of weird watching it watching the bigfoot yeah i'm put too much into this i know but i'm just trying to say like as a adult look at watching this with her i'm like the animation doesn't seem right because it doesn't seem very proportionate because everybody else in the movie has proportionate features between uh between the the mother and the son all have proportionate features and like the kid has like features, at least the facial features match those of the Bigfoot dad. So you can tell that they're, you know, at least related. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I know it's kind of distracting. But yeah, basically the dad finds out um, that this this company is they're trying to provide a greener uh, oil, which is whatever. It's called a uh, extract, which clever um is the name of the company big oil company but they're trying to provide a greener uh gas or greener oil which i don't know how that works um (laughs) clean oil that's what it is clean oil which i don't never known of oil to be able to be clean but anyways so basically bigfoot goes and there's the area that they're doing all this drilling and stuff in alaska is right by where he used to live and so they're basically tearing up where his land where he used to live. And they've got it like fenced off. There's drones, security, all kinds of stuff going on. And so they are. So he's having to try and find out what's going on. Uh, they Then, uh, yeah, his dad ends up not checking in more or less. Um, so the son was like, all right, we need to go find dad. We need to. Take the uh, take the camper, drive 1,100 miles or whatever up to where he's at, and then go find out what's going on instead of taking a plane. But they want the bear and the raccoon to go. So there you go. Camper, road trip with the bear and a raccoon. So you know there won't be any food in, any food in the camper. Right. Because the bear and the raccoon will eat all. Anyways, doesn't matter. So you have a road trip and everything, and they get there, and they're trying to – Basically, it's like then a mystery of what happened to him. And it's a very weird movie in the sense that it's taken on like it's a very like an environmental message, which is kind of like Norm of the North, which I also didn't find very funny. And and oh, hmm. Grayson went on the tear and watched it like all the time for like two weeks. And I got tired of hearing shut up and dance with me and. I forgot, was it Walking on the Sun, name of the band, I think. Anyways, and it's like a whole soundtrack of just their music, and it's just, it. I was done with it. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh my god, I need to throw this movie away. Um, <laughs> but anyways, but it's very kind of Norman the North in that sense. Except I didn't see very many jokes in this. Like it doesn't seem very funny. Yeah. So I don't know why. I guess there's some physical humor between uh, with stuff that goes on, but it doesn't seem like there's like just funny jokes in it. And to make it more entertaining, it's just kind of it's almost for me, it seems like it's almost too serious of a movie for, you know, especially for a Y7 movie. Yeah. But Grayson loves it, though. I mean, she's. I mean, she's watched it Well, she watched it twice just that day alone. Um, and then uh, and she's apparently seen it a couple times before that, so she must like it. There must be something about it that really entertains her. Yeah, I doubt it's the, environment, the underlying environmentalist message on it, but maybe it is. I don't know. But she likes it nonetheless, so I'm like, good for her. But for me watching it, I was just like, we could be watching something better than this. But but if your kids are looking for something to watch to where you don't have to watch it, I can recommend this one on Netflix. Because apparently seven year old, six, almost seven-year-olds like this movie per the one person I pulled <laughs> per per the poll I took that, you know, has a, 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 a polling pool of one. So anyways, that's a, uh, that's the family movie pick for this week is Bigfoot family. So Sunday, I wasn't sure what my third movie was going to be. I was going to go back to the movies and watch. Um, I actually can't remember the name of it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I went to Hulu and I saw, and I was reminded that Vacation Friends comes out. I wasn't sure what to think of the movie but from the trailer, but it just seemed like it was just like maybe one of those stupid group, like a movie you can just take group groups of people to go watch and just yes. have fun and watch it. So it turned out not to be terrible. It wasn't bad. Um, but uh, Vacation Friends released recently August 27th, 2021 on Hulu. Uh, it's an hour and 43 minutes, so it's a good, good little time. Yeah. And um, the director is Clay Tarver, and it stars John Cena as Ron. You have uh, Laurel Howery as Marcus Parker. Yvonne, uh, I guess, Orgy, Orgy as Emily Conway Parker. Meredith Hagner as Kyla. Uh, Robert Wisdom and Lynn Whitfield play Harold and Susan Conway, who are Emily's parents. And then you have Andrew Bachelor as Gabe, who's uh, Emily's brother. But um, so this couple's on a vacation in Mexico, and they meet another couple, and Ron and Kyla. And um, so their friendship takes an awkward turn when they get back home. So when they get to Mexico, Marcus basically has an idea to propose to his girlfriend Emily, and those plans kind of get changed when they get to the room and realize that the presidential suite above them had a leaking jacuzzi that just messed up the whole room, like everything, all the decorations, the rose petals, the uh, romantic music, all that. Well, the music was fine, but everything was ruined. And so while complaining to the hotel manager, that's when they meet Ron and and uh, Kyla, who basically invite them to stay in their presidential suite and you find out they're the ones who had the jacuzzi that was messed up. <laughs> but, um, Marcus is more of like, a by the book, like to plan everything out. 
and just real kind of a tight person. It's not really about getting being loose and having yeah. fun and, and, and spontaneous. But upon meeting Ron and Kyla, it kind of brings some fun into their life. They have they, they go boating, boat sailing. He he drives a boat, crashes it. Yeah. But Ron's cool with it because, you know, hey, we got insurance. So people we rented from, they probably just got paid. You know, he's like a real free spirit. Both of them are free spirits. And then Emily and Marcus explain about their marriage, about how the family's not in you know, approval of him. Most of the dad not approving of him. And uh, so Ron just said, why don't you just get married here? Just have a spiritual wedding or whatnot. So they do that and they jump off a cliff, which is something I would never do because it's like mm, yeah. pretty high up. <laughs> but um, basically they have fun. They actually have fun. Um, the first meeting, they had margaritas and instead of salt around the rim, it was cocaine. <laughs> oh, wow. And so they're like, they're like, so, like, why would you put cocaine around? I said, why not? <laughs> it's great cocaine. But um, but by the end, even though they have fun, Marcus and Emily decide, you know what? What happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. We won't mention this anymore. Yep. We won't call Ron and uh, Kyla. We're just we're just done. We we'll go back home, and we're good. Seven months later, you have the weekend of the wedding celebration. You know, dinners, rehearsals, and all that. Yeah. And one of the dinners, Ron and Kyla literally crashed the party by bursting through the gate and you know marcus and he was like oh no what the hell but it just so happens ron used to serve in the military and emily's dad welcomes him wholeheartedly because you know they're military buds and then of course marcus <laughs> doesn't like that but they get into some more shenanigans and whatnot um the agent say it's kind of like stupid fun you yeah. know, I actually enjoyed yeah. John Cena in this. He was just yeah, like he had fun in it. Um, I enjoyed this character more than him in the movie Blockers. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. that? Yep. Uh, even though that there was a scene in that that was pretty funny, but um, he just seems like he's getting more comfortable. You Feel know, like, yeah. So I think that's that's kind of his sweet spot. Doesn't he do any? You know, it's more adult humor. Yeah. Different from playing with fire, which is more kid friendly yes. humor yeah so i think this is his little sweet spot there you um go. little real howery i don't know it's weird like his acting i just keep i keep thinking kevin hart like old kevin hart <laughs> when he first came yeah. out how he's talking and he's just over exaggerating things so it kind of took me out a little bit i mean he's he's okay uh but i liked him better in free guy even though yeah. i still had that problem there where i just kept like it's like he's trying to do kevin hart like he's just like you yeah. know Kevin Hart first came in was doing his role. Just that's what it felt like. Um, but it's it's cool. It's like it's 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 perfect for Hulu streaming movie. I don't know if it would have done well in the movie, like actual theater if it got released Probably. there. I'm not sure if it would have done well, but it might have got lost in the shuffle. Everything yeah. else, so it's perfect for streaming. Um, it wasn't bad. Like I, I was expecting to just write this off as just some dumb comedy, but. Yeah, that was cool. Hello, heart. Um, uh, hello. Let's see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm no heart. laughs> um, but yeah, it it was it was entertaining overall. You okay. Know, there's some you know if you think about it, you can pick out some some issues, but overall, I think it's a pretty decent watch. Okay, cool. Yeah. No singing and dancing in this one. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Not to bring it up. No. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Um, 
So trailers for this week, we have some uh, independent film called uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Hopefully you can find an audience. And uh trailer drop for that one. If you haven't seen it, I guess you haven't been on a computer in a week. Um, coming out December 17th. Oh, my God. All the way to Yes. December. It'll be all right. Yeah, uh, as far it, away as you think. So wasn't it supposed to be last year? Or they were pushing oh, for like early this year or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, all that stuff back. got changed. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully nothing else pops up that changes that. Because they've already kind of bumped the Venom date. I think it's maybe September now. Could be October for Venom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I ever saw that they might even, it, it's possible they might not even make it out this year. <laughs> So or at all, <laughs> they might just push it, push it back, and to for, let Spider-Man have all the the glory, and then pull in. Uh, October fifteenth, so oh. day after my birthday. So it's okay. Now currently going to come out, I guess. Okay. So, uh, mercy. Well, well then, oh, you know what I was noticing, or what I was. So I end up watching uh, episode. Four, five, and six with Ruth yesterday because she hadn't watched it of Loki. Mm-hmm. So we watched that, and she's like, "What in the hell is, is that?" It? I go, "Yeah, that's it." What the hell, man? I'm like, "I know." That's all here. What now? Now what's gonna go? It's like here, and then I put the Spider-Man charge. She goes, "That didn't do anything. I don't. I don't know what you're doing." Like, that's and then I kind of explained because that one meme of uh, where. Uh, King hear, hears that explosion and then is like, or that sound and he's like, oh, Christ I was just playing. Sure. Remember that? Remember that part where I said that I knew everything that happened up to a point. Well, I only know what happens up to this point. Now I don't know what's going to happen. And that that was apparently the sound of the the theory is that's the explosion from when Doctor Strange did, did the spell. It's a lot of it's a lot of theory. Like one is saying it's yeah. when. Scarlet Witch did her rune spell. Oh yeah. On act and and then um, there was one more. But basically, though, so, I mean, all that could be happening at the same time. That's true. All these different, all these different things happening, and then they they sync them up. I mean, it'd be smart yeah. to just go ahead and tie them into that. Like this yeah. moment in Loki is tied to this, and Wanda is tied to this, and uh, yeah. Spider Man. Boom. That's your that's your tri- that your trifecta. <laughs> yes. Tri- <laughs> so. It, so basically, if you haven't watched the Disney Plus series and you go into Spider-Man, you might be a, well, you might not be. I mean, I don't know. It might not even confuse you, you know, considering. Yeah. But they, but they it did probably, say, but it sure wouldn't hurt. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they did say a lot of the show, the shows are going to tie into the movie. So <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely well, obviously because Wanda's going to be the one of the main characters in the Doctor Strange movie. So. Yeah. Yep. So moving from uh, speaking of Doctor Strange. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has uh, a new movie coming out to Netflix called The Power of the Dog. Uh, Is that a DMX movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's playing. It's a biopic. Biopic. It's he's showing range. He's showing range. Okay. All right. He's a dude right. playing the dude. <laughs> <laughs> Another dude. Charismatic. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, it's not anything like what the title may suggest it's a jane campion movie so probably not what you think 
Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Starring Benedict Benny Cumberbutton as <laughs> Phil Burbank, Kirsten Dunst as Rose, Jesse Plemons as George Burbank, uh, Cody Smith McPhee as Peter, and Thomason McKenzie as Lola. So, yeah. Whatever you think, it's, it's going to be a drama, rom-drama, a rom-drama. Romantic drama, drama, rom drama. Got the I'm great in that one. Original MJ. Yep, exactly. And Nightcrawler. <laughs> ah, see, there you go. More multiversal things. <laughs> yep. And then uh, let's see, that's coming out December first to the Netflix. And then lastly, Spencer. Spencer? <laughs> Is that you, kid? Um, during the Christmas holidays with the royal family at the Sandringham uh, estate in Norfolk, England, Diana decides to leave her marriage to Prince Charles. Uh, coming out December 5th, starring Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana, Sean Harris, uh, Amy Manson, Sally Hawkins. So <laughs> I wanna I almost butchered this name. It would have been really funny. Uh Jack Farthing, not Fartheen, like I was about to pronounce it, but Farthing as in like a form of currency in England. <laughs> um that's Prince Charles. Timothy Spall, uh trying to see who else. Yeah, that's probably everybody. So yeah. Uh and that's coming out to theaters for your Oscar consideration November fifth. I'm sure that's the reasoning behind it. So anyways, uh that's what I got trailer wise. So Case Do is Princess Die. Should be something. I've been surprised by her every now and then. Yeah. She might that, she uh, was that personal, personal shopper. Yeah, I liked her in that. That was a good one. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see, if she, see if she can out Diana the what's her name from uh, from the Crown because uh, she had it pretty much nailed down. It seemed like. Yeah. We so, shall see. Yep, we shall. <laughs> All right, what we got? Oh, Shang Chi is Friday. So yes. for your for your next Marvel fix, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Be out this Friday, so we'll definitely be covering that. Yep, yep, yep. So, cool beans, man. I think that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, that's all we got. Uh, again, for those down south, hold tight, buckle up, and uh, we'll, we will all be thinking of you. So, just uh, hang tight. We hope everyone has an amazing week. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. I so recommend us 
to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.